All right, my friends, Coach Tina here. I'm picking up the second part of my story on how to figure out who it is you help. And I'm doing that by reviewing who I've helped in my past. And up to this point, I have been talking about jobs that I got out of high school, I mean, out of college. And I had started a teaching job where I was, I had my second child at that point. Maybe I hadn't started teaching yet. Anyway, I thought of something that I forgot to tell you that I think is key and integral. So I'm adding it in. And that is I went to college uh, and was in ROTC for the army. And I did that because I needed money for school. So that $100 a month that they gave a stipend was very important to me. But I always knew, because I knew I was going into business, that I was going to be a reservist. So I picked my choices that way. And the field that I wanted to go into and ended up going into was intelligence. And so that worked out really well for me. Not because I'm that great at... Um, and not that intelligent, let's put it, but because I'm, I noticed I'm a pattern person, right? And that's kind of what intelligence was about. And I did well because it was academics as well. But here's what was very fascinating about that whole experience was, it turns out I'm really good at that pattern analysis kind of work. So much so that um, I was part of a reserve unit that as a cadet so while I was still a college student we have our weekend exercise and they they put the exercise up and you're given all weekend to basically figure out what the enemy's doing and and you know solve the the mystery if you will and I solved the mystery and ended our weekend in about a couple of hours just because I saw the pattern, which, you know, was unusual. And so they selected me as the cadet because I came up with what was going on to go and brief the general. And I remember not being afraid because I didn't know what that meant. (laughs) But it was the highest level commander that we had at the reserve at the time. I think he was probably acting as the general in the scenario because I don't think that many generals do reserve duty. But I was pretty wide-eyed and and like, wow, what am I doing? But the point being, even back then, I do uncomfortable action pretty well. It's, it didn't even, you know, at the time I was just doing what I do and it didn't seem scary or impossible that I would be doing that. And that came into play later because when I got the technology job out of college, that was one of the things that they had me do was training to high level officers. So I just have always kind of fit into that role. And I have to remember that, that that higher level person is a a fit for me. So that leads me to, we, we moved to the Mojave desert and I, discovered I had the opportunity to become a high school teacher. Now, most people I have discovered that want to be teachers 
want, have wanted to be teachers for like forever. And then, you know, so they followed that path in school and all of that. That was never me. I never knew I wanted to be a teacher. So I never ever thought about anything from the mindset of how would I ever teach what I know. So I mentioned Mojave Desert, middle of nowhere. They had, they needed a teacher to teach high school math. And I thought, well, I'm good at math. I could do that. So within like two weeks of being hired to be a high school math teacher, I stepped in front of my classroom, which having no background in what ninth graders are like, I prepared a speech that I gave five times that first day that mirrored the uh, Martin Luther King, I have a dream. So I waited for the bell to ring. I stood in the front of the class and for 45 minutes, I gave them my pitch on how I wanted to change their life because I had a dream that they would love math, learn math, appreciate this new skill and ability to problem solve and change their life with the discipline of math. As you might imagine, I got 30 to 40 wide-eyed stares all day long because no one had ever really approached them that way. Now, the problem was I knew absolutely nothing about classroom management and after completely revealing my heart and probably my um, inability to actually know how to teach anybody in that first week, classroom management became quite the disruptor and it was a learning opportunity. I, I had a lot of growth in that time period and struggled to figure out, you know, I just wanted to teach kids how to make their life better by knowing some math skills. And um, it was it was quite a learning opportunity. So I went from that, we moved again, because that's what military people do. And this time I had baby number three. Now, we moved from California to Oklahoma, one of the lowest paying teaching areas. And I remember distinctly working out that if I were to get a teaching job and put all three of my children in daycare, because only one would be starting um, school that year, that I would basically be making less than someone working at McDonald's. And I actually considered it because grading homework papers is rough and you do it all night long every day of this school year when you're a math teacher because there's a lot and I was the kind of math teacher that didn't just say oh the answer was four and you put five you're wrong nope I wanted to investigate how come they thought the answer was five and I would look at their work and how they've done the problem and I would try to write on there exactly how to fix it so this again leads me to if I can help someone analyze the way that they're thinking, it just lights me up. I love doing that. And I remember, I'll tell you my little fancy story, my, my favorite one about teaching. I had this young boy sat in the front seat who really struggled with some of the math we were doing. And he listened so intently and he always was taking notes and he always failed his tests. And I felt so bad for him because I really... You could see the frustration, just he really thought he understood it. And so we had a magical day where kids were working on a project and I wanted him to retake his test that he hadn't done 
well on. And I watched over his shoulder at a certain point and he put in an answer and I could tell it was wrong, but I watched what he was doing. I said, show me. And when he did it, what I realized was he was entering his fraction into the calculator to get the number and it was creating the wrong number for him. So even though he was doing the steps in algebra correctly, because he wasn't aware of the rule of how to put your fraction into a calculator, he wasn't getting the answer correct. I'm serious. This boy was so excited and his whole demeanor and life changed in that moment in that class when he realized that he wasn't hitting that wall over and over again thinking he was stupid. He just had to make one small corrective fix and it changed his whole trajectory in math. I loved that. And that's really that thing that I was looking for all the time. And so after I taught, when we moved to um, Oklahoma, I thought, I can't do this math thing. It's going to be too much. And so stay-at-home mom became an opportunity until the day when my son was maybe six months old, my youngest, and um, my dad called me and he said, what would you think about starting an a, a online business? Now, this was 2000, okay, before 9-11, and I thought, huh, it could be interesting. i never done that before, but I certainly am willing to give it a shot, and, and I told you I had that technology background. And so I started a business with my dad online and we tried to figure it out. Two people not knowing anything about it and it was really an amazing experience. Now, I didn't have a dot com like everybody else that made millions and millions of dollars. But I did have a dot com that allowed me to stay home and make my income and be a Girl Scout leader and pick my kids up from school and help them with their homework and do all those things that I wanted to do, the best of both worlds, right? Now, was I overly exhausted? You know, I, w I remember nursing my baby, sitting at the computer typing, trying to answer emails and look for clients and try to figure out SEO before it ever had, you know, people who did SEO and we did our whole website from scratch with HTML and I mean, it was pretty intense, but it was also very rewarding. And my favorite thing to do was to hit the individual, right? Like my dad wanted me to find these big companies to get big orders from. And I wanted to sell that one person a, um, a product to help them have their day be better and just different worlds. And it was not like my passion. I did something that was my dad's business, something that I had helped him with. And, and it was a job, just like all those other jobs you get. But it wasn't something that I lived and breathed for. I liked learning more than I liked the doing of the work. And so it, was, it never grew to the size that it needed to be, but it did sustain us for the three years that we were in Oklahoma. And then we got orders to move yet again. And this time we moved to Alabama. And 
I tried to keep the business going, but it was really hard. The schools were different in Alabama. I was still trying to be super mom. I had everybody going to school. And I, my daughter was in a special school that was an hour drive each day, each way into Montgomery. And so I dedicated my days to basically taking care of my kids, doing things that, you know, um, kept us all moving forward. And it, it was a tense time. So we were only supposed to be there a year, so I hadn't looked for any special um, employment. But one of the things I did do was I started an online community for the military wives. Because of my online experience, we created a website, web portal. This is way before Google even became like a big thing, you guys. This was um, novel. And what I ended up doing was creating, we had, I I created a volunteer team of about 20 to 25 wives and we all worked on this website together and we all had different roles and different things. Some people did like the advertisement section and help people find housing because this was part of a school program where people came in only for the nine months. And so people needed to know about schools and neighborhoods and where to get their hair cut. And we helped with all of that stuff. So it was kind of like an Angie's list for military people. And I was on the board for the wives and, and it was a very good time period. Now we were supposed to be moving again after that. However, they decided to ask my husband to stay and become an instructor. So we suddenly morphed into community members that were staying there long term. And I didn't want my kids in their normal school. So I took them to a private school that a friend had told me about. And of course, I had three children all at school age at that point, and the head of the school said to me, well, it's something like $900 a month for each of your kids, and I looked at him like, uh, wow, that's not going to happen without me having a salary, right? And he asked about what the work was that I did, and I told him about technology and teaching and so on, and he said, well, we have a teaching position and a technology position available here at the school, would you like to work for free and all your kids could have free tuition? Bingo! It was awesome. I became their technology director and I helped them get onto computers and set up the school and we had um, Accelerated Reader. We got that all set up so their library was all coded and it was really fun. I became the, um, like, math teacher, the higher level math teacher for the school. And I taught, um, what was it, what was termed cause I had taught it before, like a math and society, those kids that weren't doing well in their algebra type classes. So they would get their credits, but I also taught a technology class. And so the kids basically started our school website and posted everybody's homework assignments for the teachers. And we, we basically created a fun community website. So again, you can see this is stuff I love and I've always enjoyed community and helping people and using technology as a tool. So it was through that position that I found out about a new technology at the time it was called Quizdom, and it was a teaching tool where you could ask questions to the, te- the students, and the students all got these little remote controls, and they could 
key in their answer and it would allow them to participate so that everybody in the classroom got to share instead of just your most vocal or most um, outspoken students, which being a kind of shy, reserved person, I always looked for ways that I could help those kids that were that, that had the answers but weren't going to shove their hand up in the air. And even when you call on those students, your other students are blurting the answer out. So they didn't get that win-win. And I thought, oh my gosh, this technology is going to be absolutely amazing. And I was so inspired by the technology that I called the company and I said, look, I'm a technology trainer in my past. I'm a teacher. I would love to help you. And they put me in touch with the sales force for that region of the country. And I became the trainer to the schools that they sold those systems to. And so I traveled all around Alabama and um, some areas of neighboring states. It was really fun. I really enjoyed that. I did some Mississippi schools and I suddenly became someone working for myself, teaching half days at that school and then offering this technology. I was being paid $500 a day, which I thought was absolutely the biggest amazing thing ever. And I was helping teachers and helping kids. And I just, I just, I was on cloud nine added to that. I, and this is a whole separate story. It's one of the other podcasts. I kind of talked about it, but I opened a math tutoring center. So it became kind of like my central for the Quizdom products. And then when I had to go out into the schools, I would get a sub for the school and I would not tutor on those days. And I would go out and I would teach wherever I needed to be. It was, it was the most amazing, loved the one-on-one. I didn't limit myself. So probably one of the reasons why I struggle so much, although the limit, the, the niche, right? was helping people that needed math help. But that's where I discovered what it was like to become an answer to prayer and living my life in that direction and truly sitting side by side with somebody and figuring out the person that they were and how they were addressing the issue that they had at hand. And it was just the coolest experience. I loved math tutoring and being able to help someone at that infinite one-on-one level and see them light up, see them get energized and charged and have the confidence to move forward and get not just better grades, but to have a better life. I remember helping one young lady that wanted to get her nursing degree and she wasn't going to make it if to get her degree if she didn't pass this calculus class she was in. And I didn't even know if I could teach calculus. Remember me telling you I didn't have that background? And I was mostly teaching high school math students. And so I basically retaught myself calculus. And I remember, I hadn't learned calculus since high school in that one summer course I took. So I was pretty excited about the opportunity and nervous that I wasn't going to do a good job. And this girl, she was so pleased when she passed her test. She, 
Uh, my favorite quote from her was when she said, Miss Tina, you have made math fun again for me. And I just, it tickled my heart because all I did was sit next to her and help her learn and remind her who she was and what she was capable of. And that really lit me up. So one thing I want you guys to know, this is the end of my 20 minutes, is you can probably hear the passion in my voice right now. And that is something you want to look for when you're trying to figure out who it is you help. Because your passion, your voice, the way that you present your um, situation, people will hear that. They will know what you're passionate about by how it sounds to and when you explain it. And, you know, you've heard people say that resonates with me or doesn't resonate with me. That's all about tone and that the way that you come across. And so you really want to be cognizant of what you offer other people in that way. It is definitely a bonus to be aware of what you're passionate about. And, and if you can't tell, if you don't know, if you're stuck, record yourself talking about the different people you could help and re-listen to it or just talk to people that you know and say, look, I'm thinking about these two or three different groups of people. What do you recommend? Who, which group sounds best to you? And get their ideas, okay? Have a blessed day and I'll keep adding to this.